0: everyone, I'm Isaac Wood.
1: And I'm Amanda Wood.
0: And we are married.
1: <laughs> and this is Rings to Tags.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 7, Rings to Tags. I'm still Isaac. I'm Amanda. And we're coming back at you here. Episode 7, can't believe we've made it. Um,
1: it feels like it's been forever.
0: Well, it does, because we... Threw off the the normal cadence last week by having special guests. Yeah. Thanks again to mom and dad, to me, Randall and Felicia Wood had a great time chatting with them. We made a little like intro video to that with just some of the like funnier things, and I just sit <laughs> it, and I'll yes. watch that it over and over funny. again and freaking crack up.
1: Your parents are funny.
0: I didn't know your some mom stole stuff. the show. My mom dropped some knowledge. You know, my dad being the preacher gets credit but well he maybe, has discipled her well maybe she perhaps. writes the sermons maybe
1: we <laughs> now we know where he gets them that's the secret Yep. all of his ideas yeah
0: he just asks her a question and then uh, writes down what she says and that turns into sunday
1: i think it's a method that just might work
0: yeah so it's uh, been a little while since um we kind of connect with folks but i guess well, we're I think we're heading into September. School has started. It feels
1: like it's been longer, probably because life just got a lot more hectic. So it just feels like so much has happened in the it last two weeks.
0: tends to do that around school starting school time. School
1: starting. And so even
0: what does school look like in the Wood household?
1: Well, even though we homeschool, we still have quite the schedule that we have to keep up with. And... Um, well, our kids go to a homeschool academy, and then as of this year, I teach at that homeschool academy. Now that's only on Tuesdays. So they have like they have five one-hour classes and a lunch period with friends and everything, and then I teach those periods as well: geography and world history. Two geography classes and a world history class for third through sixth grade kids, and then a world history class for high school.
0: And you've been doing that for a couple of weeks now, already blown some high schoolers' minds.
1: Yeah, probably going to get, I don't know, like angry letters from parents or something. Yeah, it kind of blew their <laughs> minds. I blew their minds in class on Tuesday because, well, it's a, obviously, it's a biblically based, it's a church that we have the homeschool academy at. So it's a biblically based curriculum where um, we're doing this like, uh, I think it's Zondervan, so it's like the, what is it, the Baptist publisher or whatever that publishes the book. So we're using the Bible also as part of our historic texts, and um, it's really fun for me, because that's, like, I was a history that's major. That's your jam. Yeah, I was a history major, and then I just kind of, as a hobby, <laughs> like to line the Bible up with, like, the real course of history and timeline stuff. So I, I love teaching it, but being that it's world history lining up with the Bible, we started with creation. And then the way that I teach history is through identifiers of a timeline. So that's how I had to learn it in college, where it would be like, oh, you have to, you know, you'd have all of these um, events in history, and you would have to say how one, like, what, what it was, and how it led into the one that came after it. And that would just, that was all of my tests and all of my everything. So I'm teaching them that way. And um, on Tuesday I did like okay so we have creation and then the flood and then the Tower of Babel and then the civilizations of Mesopotamia let's talk about how we got from one to the other because that makes sense like you gotta you gotta get you gotta get through time like why does this stuff matter? It's not just about memorization. So I, did the, well first of all it was really funny cuz i was saying like okay so what is creation how did we get here and they're all just like staring at me blankly like afraid to answer cuz the answer is so like obvious and finally i hear one girl half murmur god <laughs> and i'm like yes that's it it is it's just the sunday school answer god that's why creation <laughs> that's that's why god that's it that's really all i'm looking for here so then we went from, um, how did you get from creation to the flood? Like, what happened in the course of that that got us there? Do you know, Isaac?
0: I mean, there's some wild and crazy stuff, that comes, some out in, stuff. Um, that comes out in Genesis. Like, I mean, I don't know how much we're going to get into it here on the podcast, but there's some wild and crazy stuff that maybe you didn't learn in well, elementary I'm school. I'm obviously
1: going to say it because... I mean, I think a lot of adults don't actually know about it. Yeah,
0: so so we, if you don't know what happens before the flood. Go read Genesis it? 6. Genesis chapter 6. Chapter
1: 6, right from verse 1. Yep. And Like,
0: pause the podcast. Go, go read. Go
1: do it right now. And Which then come, verse
0: is going to blow their minds?
1: Basically, right when you get to, like, verse 2 and 3.
0: So just, like, 1 through 3. Like, just it's go just, chew on that for a second. And then, chew on it. And then come back to, all right, now Amanda teaching that to homeschool kids in high school world history.
1: We'll wait. (laughs) Wait.
0: (laughs) They paused the podcast. I gave them that instruction. They paused it. Okay, got it.
1: it. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: So now they've come back and they're like, what?
1: All right. So you've read Genesis 6 now. So what that's telling us is that it wasn't just, oh, the world was so sinful that made God flood the earth. It was, it was so sinful, but the, the straw that kind of broke the camel's back on this whole, and we're done, situation was that angels somehow came down from heaven and they were making babies with human women. And yeah, so God's basically said, all right, well, this is a problem, obviously. So I'm going to wipe you all out and we're going to start over. So along with being righteous, we basically know that Noah and his family were chosen because they did not possess any of this, I don't know, angel DNA, <laughs> like whatever. It's it's mind-blowing. And
0: it's not a verse that has like a ton of answers.
1: No, but it is it. mentioned but like mentioned, three yeah. or four times throughout the scriptures that this this happened and it's called for just if you ever hear it, it they're called the nephilim it's like a n-e-p-h nephilim and um it, uh, some people think that goliath would have been one of them like that that whole thing kind of gets crossed like with the giants later on in the Nephilim. That is impossible because God, God wiped them out, the flood. Yeah. So Goli- Go- that was not what Goliath was. He was not one of the Nephilim. Um, God specifically and intentionally used the flood to wipe out everyone who had that genetic situation going on, whatever it was and however it worked out. But just imagine me trying to tell this to... Yeah, no. A room full of, like, 8, so eight to 12 students 12 graders. Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. One girl, I was, one like, accusing me, I think, of lying. <laughs> she looked at me, and she was like, that is not in there. Like, just as straight. I was like, no, it's, it's Genesis 6, and I, I read it to them. And they just all burst out laughing. And... It was it was just really funny. They had a hard time wrapping their brains around that. So I think kind of like it's that.
0: it's it's kind of an important like takeaway though that like if all you know of the Bible is what you learned in elementary school, like Sunday school, yes, and like the, your your kids' versions of some of these stories, like go back and read it. Like not that it's like just it's it's more real. Like there's real it's life. Gritty. It's it's gritty. Um, uh, the Bible has, it's not just like smooth and fairy tales. I mean, there's a lot of nasty stuff that happens in the Bible. Um, and you can't be afraid of that. Like it's, it's, that's real. That's what happened. And, and I think it, it lead, it lends, um, validity to the Bible because that's what real life is.
1: It does. And part of what I thought was so important in getting to teach them that, like obviously with my third through sixth graders, I didn't tell them about that. At that point, I've, I've stuck with the, there was just a lot of sin. And it. I think I said to them,
0: Bad things? I
1: said there was a lot of sin. And when you think of sin, you um, you're picturing certain things, and it was way worse than anything you can picture. And I kind of left it at that with that age group. But with the older age group, it's like, okay, here's what the sin was. Still not, like, graphic, but just let's just say what the Bible is t- telling us and let me tell you what that means. But I think that it's important um, when you're especially talking about high schoolers and they're, they're going to be on a path to maybe college and they're going to meet – People who will challenge their faith. And I think it's very, um, it really rocks your foundation when somebody who knows the Bible better than you but doesn't believe it brings crazy stuff at you. That's in the Bible. Because let's face it, there is some insane stuff in the Bible. It's true, but it's insane. It's wild and dark and uh, just aggressive at times and I I think it's just really good to know that because then you can start um, getting to know the God behind it and understanding who he really is and um, that's one of the things that I told I tell my kids in world history that the reason that it's so important to study the Bible and the history in the Bible these early chapters in Genesis are not just a bunch of like elementary school um, Bible stories and things to embroider onto pillows. But that beginning of the scriptures is God created the earth and then he's introducing himself to the world. He's telling these people who he is. He's like, this is who I am. You don't know me yet. Let me introduce myself. So he's introducing himself to us too in all of those things. And that's why a thorough knowledge of it beyond... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam and Eve, Nozar, Babel, Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, was it? (laughs) Is good.
0: All right, so we're officially a podcast now because we've been on a Nephilim tangent.
1: Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Eventually do one of those. No, I
0: got to have one of those to be real. Um, But back to the the homeschooling and the... the, Sort of the, the homeschooling academy that they go to. It's just yeah. been such a blessing to us to be able to get together. Like it's so awesome. Um, I was homeschooled seventh and eighth grade. In, yeah. Growing up, and um, I
1: thought that was weird. <laughs>
0: um, it's just Not so you specifically. It's just so the concept of homeschooling. it's so different. Um, now you have so much support, um, and so many, um, resources oh, yeah. that are available to you to engage your kids in in a, in a way of learning uh, to to. To help shape what they learn. Um, right. And it's just been a blessing to us. We found this academy um, last, last year. Last year. It was great. In brand the middle new. of quarantine. Um, and so it was a great, great blessing to us. Um, and, Uh, You know, I'll offer up Amanda to anyone who's listening. If you have questions on um, (laughs) homeschooling yourself, or or the nephilim, but uh, you know, homeschooling yourself if you've got kids, or if you're doing it and you want extra resources, or if you're not doing it but you've thought about it and you're like, well, I don't think I could ever do it. I can tell you, Amanda never saw herself doing it.
1: Never in a million years. And that's why when the call kind of came to do it, we knew it was God because it was not like my idea and my plan and something I just always thought we would do. It was definitely brought on by moving a couple of times and finding ourselves in an unfamiliar place right about the time Samuel was ready to start kindergarten. Yep. And that, that made a big difference. And then just where we live, there's a lot of stuff that I just didn't really want to be a part of in the school systems some of it was just from like lack of familiarity that i don't feel comfortable some of it is the familiarity that makes me feel uncomfortable but there's just a lot of different reasons why we homeschool and why a lot of people homeschool like there there are great many reasons that you'll find from various families but if it's something you're interested in like isaac said i would be glad to answer any questions don't come to me yeah, no, don't, don't ask him. Answers. Nah, but just to be encouraging, that like you can do it, and I think there's a very big idea out there with people like, oh, I could never. Uh, oh, my child, my child and I fight, or this or that. And I just want to encourage you that God designed you to raise your child. Therefore, whatever that needs to entail in your family you will be able to do through him. Like, if God wants you to homeschool your child, if you feel that that's a calling on your on your life, you'll be able to do it because there's always a way to do the will of God.
0: And I always, I mean, I joked about don't come to me. Like, I do have, I was homeschooled and I can give some, some thought around that. Like, I can tell you for a fact, I learned more in my seventh and eighth grade years than I did in all of high school. Yeah. Because um, homeschooling allows the student to, progress through and at their at their own pace um, and pick up things and learn more. But also, like... And skip they're, over they're, things
1: that they don't need to do. There are few people
0: that probably fought more than me and my mom
1: <laughs> in my
0: adolescence and she yes. survived. Um, so, yeah, it's... I mean, not saying that if you're called to homeschooling and you fight with your kid a lot, that that's going to lessen your fights. Like, you probably will no, fight. No,
1: you're still going to fight about stuff. Like, we had a that's drag good. out with Sam today in our house over... Like handwriting and English paragraph stuff, because he hates that.
0: Yeah, the whole family got involved in that. Um, but it's those are the opportunities to grow. Like not only as individuals, it's an opportunity for your your child to grow. It's an opportunity for you to grow as a parent. Like yeah. those um, those interactions. What's called those those fights. Yeah. Like that's when relationships grow stronger, or or they can grow further apart but if done in the right way they can they can grow stronger it's further. an
1: opportunity you can you can seize it or you could you know drop the ball on it but every day is a new day and there's grace i think with sam today we ma- actually made some progress
0: we'll, we'll find out tomorrow
1: yeah it's again it's a new day <laughs> you never know but this podcast we aren't actually planning on talking about no it's not homeschool it's podcast we're no, done
0: with that um that little commercial yeah but speaking of fighting
1: <laughs> uh oh
0: we have an anniversary coming up we
1: do have an anniversary 12 years
0: 12 years yeah
1: so maybe we talk about that a little bit
0: fighting for 12 years
1: Fighting what i mean we haven't been fighting that much but 12 years is kind of a big deal i think it's
0: a long time I the longest i've ever been married
1: <laughs> well it turns out you too it, well me too but i looked it up today and the average length of a marriage in the United States is only eight years. And that's not very long. But the the normal, like they said average length is eight years. Normal length is 12 years. So I think that's like mean median, versus mean, median. Yeah. And like those if you always me. get past those people who are only married for like I don't. Britney Spears and Kim Kardashian. Did you guys
0: learn about means and medians in mean, public school? Mean, median,
1: mode. The mode maybe. is the most.
0: <laughs> we did not learn that in homeschool.
1: <laughs> I still remember the chant.
0: That's obvious because you yeah, just chanted it. I did. That's yeah. true. Um, so we'll talk about kind of you know what twelve years of marriage has been like. Maybe some of our big takeaways from twelve years. Yeah. And We'll try not to fight about it. Or I maybe think- we should fight about it.
1: Maybe object lesson. Let's see what happens. All right. Let's go.
0: All right. So 12 years of marriage.
1: Yes. 12 years. Which is wild to think about.
0: 12 amazing years. Um,
1: It's a long time. It it is a long time. But but also it doesn't feel like that's... We're
0: normal now. Normal marriage. We've made it to 12 years.
1: Yeah. Normal. We've always wanted to be Normal.
0: Those we're always the.
1: <laughs> that was the goal. That was the aim. We've, we've arrived. You know, if
0: we could figure out some way to just get to normal, we'll be doing great. Everything
1: will be fine. From um,
0: there, which is kind of like you say that jokingly, but like really, the way we kind of started, like that kind of was. Um, oh yeah. If you think about, like we we got married
1: real fast, fast
0: real fast, um, and well, like and never if really listened
1: to our po- first podcast. Yeah, you know, and
0: we yeah we won't go into all of that again, but like. Um part of what comes with when you, you get married that fast is we never really like dated.
1: No, we didn't date.
0: And like, so like we went on
1: a couple of dates and then we were like, well obviously we're getting married.
0: So let's just do that.
1: I mean it like we were engaged for about eight months. I mean it's like hard to say. Officially well, we got of. engaged in March, but we already knew we were gonna be getting married in January yeah. and so things were already booked. So that to September was really the entirety of our relationship.
0: So, like, imagine your we first, imagine your first like couple years of dating someone, because yeah. I would say most people probably date for a year or two, for a couple years, especially before when they're they younger. Yeah, you know, college. Yeah,
1: not rushing to get married um, in that time.
0: And like all that you learn about somebody, like yeah. we were doing that, you know.
1: Already married,
0: already married and yeah. living together and under the same roof, like so. It's like if you decided to move in with your girlfriend or boyfriend after one date, like that's kind of what <laughs> it was. Not
1: quite those that extreme, those those yeah.
0: decisions rarely end in twelve years,
1: <laughs> right? Together. Well, I mean, living with a girlfriend or boyfriend rarely ends in right, but even I mean, marriage. but especially like but, just
0: like oh, we yeah. don't even know each other and we're gonna like. But statistically
1: the... people who live together before marriage are like they're they're way above the national average for a chance it's like 80% chance of divorce if they even get yeah. married. Like it's not good statistics to have lived together before marriage. And I think you can see why when you like when you have a situation like ours where we didn't date for very long, we just got married and therefore on that day moved in together and you can see like how difficult that is there are times i never actually was like i want to leave but i had the thought in my brain a couple of times where it's like if we were just dating i this probably want to break up with him right now yeah like at no point did i want to leave you i was just no. like analyzing we, from like a third party situation like this would have ended in me leaving if before. we didn't
0: have the literal words of god telling us to be married to each other like and if we weren't married
1: if we weren't yeah we if it just wasn't that we were up. married at no yeah. point in was our marriage ever in danger no. of breaking up that was not something either one of us have ever but we
0: had a lot of like getting to know each other yeah it was just it's just my out.
1: point is just that it's very it was very tough very very tough to do therefore i can see how people who have entered into it in the improper so what were would fall apart.
0: What were the toughest things about being married to me?
1: Well, I think most of them are going to sound... And are, are they sound... still the toughest things about being <laughs> married to me? No comment. No. <laughs> um, I think most of them are actually going to sound pretty silly out loud. But it felt like a big deal at the time. So, okay. Elizabeth Elliot talks about... Oh, what oh, time is ding, that? Ding. 21 minutes. Elizabeth Elliot talks about how... Um, Most people think that they've married a prized package and it doesn't take 24 hours to realize that prized package was really more of a surprise package. And that you, she says often, she's like, I don't think it takes 24 24 hours to go, oh my, for the first time. So the day after our wedding, we were, so I had a condo. So obviously you like I owned it. So you moved into that with me. So
0: I didn't own much of anything. At the time.
1: You didn't have much. Like yeah, when I look back, I'm thinking there was really no moving day. It was just like you were there and a couple boxes. of clothes came with yeah. you, and I mean, that was it? You had some like personal effects that most like like keepsake stuff that mostly stayed at your parents and came a couple of years later um, when they moved. But mostly, you just came with your clothes. It was like a very long vacation pack. Was all it really was. I mean, we didn't need any. It's like we we're taking your television or your bedding or your pillows or you know, like yeah, any right. of that stuff. I had, right. and we got new of a lot of it because we were getting married. Um, So within the first 24 hours, you know, the weddings happened and the whole family hullabaloo on Sunday. And then we were back now now at our condo packing because we left for our honeymoon in the morning. And you're kind of like combo packing and unpacking. Because like, (laughs) where does my stuff go? And then like what of this is now also going in a suitcase. And you came out with this like... um, sweatshirt this hoodie and you were like where does this go and I was like in in your closet and you were like no like I wear it like a jacket like I'll throw it on before I go I was like oh in the coat closet and you just stood there they can't see me he's like bobbling this jacket like on two fingers this hoodie like it's hanging from his fingers and he's still just kind of bobbling it. He's like blank staring at me. And he's like, no, but like a hook or something by the door. I'm like the coat closet is by the door. <laughs> and I realized really quickly from there that the thing that just graded me the most at the beginning was that you had this like habit or thought or process of just having like, Everything you might need needed to sit right at your fingertips. If you put it away in your brain, it was like, well, I'll never see that again or something. <laughs> it was like, you never put anything away. It was always yep. just, I'm going to use that again sometime in my life. So I need it to be within six inches.
0: Or I'll forget it exists.
1: I think that's part of, part of what I it think was. I
0: we've learned that that's part of it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Now that I hide everything behind closed doors. But I am like, I can't, I can't, I can't with the clutter. Yep. I can't with the things just be like, if something is out, it has been curated. Yeah. That way. It has been there curated. There was a lot of house
0: training that I needed. I had a
1: house break. I'm like a puppy. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> you joke, but like really that's kind of what had to happen. It, it, and it's taken 12 years really. And I'm probably no, not completely there yet.
1: You much I don't I couldn't possibly say like oh here's the time where I thought that you were like doing it my way um but you I think we talked about this the other night where it's become we did a place where like you have just adopted my interior preferences
0: so one of the big ones was like couch pillows on pillows
1: on the floor yeah
0: and you know what's wild to me is that now 12 years in I can't imagine ever walking into a room with couch pillows on the floor and being okay with it.
1: It's, you know, yeah. So, But it, I
0: remember that being a big thing.
1: Yeah, because I I like to decorate with the pillows. I'm not like, over, some people are like overboard with pillows. I'm like two on each end, yeah. maybe three in some of the spots. But he would just like want to lay down and he'd have the ones he wanted and he'd just throw the rest of them on the floor and then when he got up, he would just leave them there. And for me, I bought this condo and I had lived alone for close to, uh, I guess it would have, gosh, oh, wow. Actually, thinking back, I guess it was only like two years. No, no, that was three years. Three years. Long enough, enough to. I had lived alone for three right. years. Yeah. And i never had roommates.
0: You had some pillow routines.
1: I had never had roommates. I had routines for everything. And nobody messed it up. Yeah. So I was on the other extreme end. And then that were, there was a lot of middle ground to make up. But I I definitely I still do feel that like that's kind of the guy's job to for the inside of the house. Like the home is the woman's domain kind of thing. It's like well, in it those is. realms, I think it is the the man's job to. I think bend just, to that a little more. I guess. Like just
0: like it's probably just whoever's the neater one. Like there are plenty of relationships well, out there too. where the whoever the is the husband means. is the neater one, and um, the wife is less organized and put together. Like those those couples exist for sure. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of like early on there was a lot of that kind of learning. But then also like
1: And it was all kind of funny stuff when you think back about it, but it it mattered. It felt like really stressful to me at the time. Yeah. To be like, there is this sturdy boy living in my house. <laughs> what is happening? When
0: you just you become aware so quickly in a marriage that like you grew up in two different houses. Mm hmm. Doing living life
1: totally different ways
0: like even like our our parents have very similar beliefs. Yeah. Across the board. And two completely but different But our homes, homes functioned in a totally yeah. different
1: day-to-day way. I mean, f- for part of it is the fact that like you were in a house of boys. Yep. And you know, your mom had to give differently to what that required than my like i was living in a house of mostly girls my dad is a very neat man on his own yeah like he he might be in some ways more like you know ocd about some of that stuff than my mom even is so we were in a very tidy clean yeah. process oriented house and so that's naturally how I feel more comfortable. I feel like anything less is very chaotic visually. and.
0: Yeah, it's just like you come together and it's just like we're we're coming from two different houses. Yeah. I think even...
1: You were not coming. Let's make it clear that we're not... Like he was not coming from a pigsty.
0: No. Yeah. No. but Well, not from my parents' house, but... Oh, no. You were lived, coming
1: from a pigsty elsewhere. Yeah. Having lived
0: in college rooms, and... Because you of, lived at home during college. I lived with yeah. roommates in college on... Two different campuses and like that whole, like they were legit pigsties that I lived in. Yeah, you lived
1: in pigsties. You were not coming directly to me from a pigsty. Handfuls
0: of bachelors in in Cleveland, Ohio. Like there were... I mean,
1: Cleveland's a pigsty on its own.
0: At one point I lived in a closet of of our (laughs) apartment.
1: We blew somebody's mind the other day. It was day. Me,
0: and the, me and the dog living in closets. So that was like a dog's die. That was a dog's die. Sure.
1: We blew someone's mind the other day up here in Minnesota telling the story of how the Cuyahoga River caught Caught on fire. Yeah. Multiple times for a while there. What did we say it was? We figured out it was in the 60s and 70s. I can't remember. I don't remember. But we blew their mind. I mean, anytime you tell someone water was on fire, it's a right. little it's a little confusing.
0: Um. So I, th- I think those... Those early years, like the things that if so here's here's kind of my
1: stuff, but it, it was tough. He,
0: here's my big like kind of takeaway from really twelve years of marriage. Um,
1: you do it all over again.
0: Yeah, I will. We'll do twelve <laughs> more. I'll sign up. I mean, the more. first twelve. Um, you know, like yes, obviously, I would do them over again. I would be interested to go back and do them over again. No, like if we knew now.
1: Oh, like if we so could different. start
0: knowing stuff
1: yeah well, because that's the which thing I guess too. is kind of what
0: we're doing now. like the that's next true. 12 years, the will next be 12
1: that. years reset.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: I mean that's that's part of it too. It's It's not just that you have to grow as a couple, but we've both grown in Christ tremendously yep. since then. And I think hope, pray, have become much more mature and well-rounded individual so less selfish still i'm still very outstandingly selfish, selfish um, but less so
0: yep and so my my kind of big takeaway from 12 years of marriage is twofold and it's i think i came into marriage i'll rephrase that like now i look back and i think more of you and less of myself than i yeah. did coming in the door like I, coming in and getting married i thought i was this great guy
1: <laughs> you were you are
0: and not that i didn't think you were a great girl like i wouldn't have been marrying you but like <laughs> as you had as you had as we had interactions and like um spats or yeah. conversations or fights i think i entered all of those with like
1: assuming you were right
0: well like i'm right and she's wrong yeah and now It's like almost flipped. Not that I think that I'm wrong all the time, but just like Mm -hmm. there's this, there's this. I am much more aware 12 years in of my own deficiencies and faults and shortcomings than I was when we started.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And then on the
0: flip side, I'm much more aware of your strengths, blessings, and contributions than I am of your the list I just gave it myself Yeah. shortcomings and failings. It's like, it's like, I could very easily see those early on and not the other way. And now it's right. like, it's, it's began to begin to flip. And I think that's the, you know, you talk about growing as individuals and I think that's part of getting closer to Christ too, is an awareness of who you are individually. And you see this. And one of my favorite things is to look at Paul who wrote a lot of letters in the New Testament. Yeah. And it's cool if you you line those up chronologically and you look at just his descriptions of himself. Like he calls, he describes himself in almost all of his letters as an apostle of Christ or whatever. Like there's this, in his early letters, he's very, oh, I'm an apostle of Christ. Like I'm a big deal. Yeah. And then he gets like later on, he's talking about being the chief of sinners. And like, just an awful, like you can see the progression in Paul yeah. just in how he describes himself. Well, I think it's As he just, gets closer to Christ, he becomes more aware of his own shortcomings. Well, and, and I, I think, that's, think
1: with Paul plays out in marriage. It's kind of a, like, who is he talking to and what did he need to be illustrating? Because he only calls himself a sinner one time. And I think that's something, that's actually something like unrelated to the marriage conversation that I notice a lot where christians are very big at being like we're we're sinners too we're messy we're this and that and i kind of don't like that because paul said that and paul said that once though and i feel like it's kind of like we're saints and he you know we're in christ we're saints and we are sinners still and i think that you see paul most of the time speak of himself and why he has the authority to speak that like the way that he is and then, when he needed to, he pointed out his sinfulness. Right, like There's when the situation called get, for it. As
0: you get closer to Christ, you realize how far you are. But, you do. It's, it's, him but living, it's Him living through you that produces right. the goodness.
1: Exactly, and I think that is actually kind of the catch twenty two of the Christian life: that um, you feel further away from where you're supposed to be, but you are the closer. farther you've walked. Yeah. Like you're closer to God than you've ever been before and it makes you feel further away. Not like in a relational sense, but just like in the end goal kind of sense. And I think that's when you know you're getting somewhere. You're actually getting somewhere when that's, that's how it, it seems to you. Because God can reveal more to you when you've walked further with him and you're closer to him. But I do think that he still, it's important to remember that he still looks at us and he sees Jesus. Like right. God looks at us and he sees Jesus. He sees the blood of Jesus. He doesn't look at us and see sin. Right. And so I don't think we're supposed to look at ourselves and see sin either. But just like God, he knows it's there. And the sin we're committing, he's going to continue to convict us on. It, it's like, it's it, it just like held in balance.
0: Right. But I think it's healthy as a back to the marriage right. scenario to as you go through life with this person to understand your own yeah issues and contributions. In any
1: relationship at all, of any kind, any encounters with other people, you're going to get, you're going to do better if you just assume that you're probably not right. Even if you are. You're gonna just do better in that exchange if you don't go in it, thinking that like, well, obviously I'm. Or at least, right. to,
0: at least to have the uh, the ability, but also the like, wherewithal and, and intent. It's
1: Like, what's my role in this?
0: To just try to see the other person's side, right? Even if you're a hundred percent right, mm-hmm. to be able to understand, well. I see where they're coming from and how they I get to that. Still don't
1: agree, view. but I can see how their life experience has led I them understand to this. I understand exactly why
0: they're seeing this the way that they're seeing it. Right. And that's so it's so valuable. And sometimes it's hard to sometimes it's hard or to even, get to an Even a marriage. if you can't
1: see how it is, appreciate that it is. Yes. Like I don't know how you got here, but I appreciate that somehow
0: I don't, you did. I don't I don't understand why you're here, but I acknowledge that you're here. Right. And that's something that we've got to that we can work through, right? And the challenge in a marriage is that we're both two humans, and sometimes, like, sometimes the other person doesn't even hasn't even quite figured out why they're there.
1: And we've been through that sometimes too. Yeah, like having a mid-fight breakthrough on something. Like, why do I even feel that way? When you do this, it makes me feel that. Why? Why does it make me feel that? And it's funny. Why is that what like, I put on you?
0: Sometimes you're like, when you do this, you make me feel this. And this is the first time that I'm realizing that <laughs> <Yes>. as well.
1: <laughs> yes. This is what I'm so digging give into. Give me in a the minute. Moment. Let me take a breath and the myself.
0: Give me a minute on that. Yeah. And we'll come back.
1: Yeah. That's happened. For yeah. sure.
0: That's happened closer to the 12 year mark than to the one year mark.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for obvious reasons, just maturity being one of them.
0: When there's more, um, there's more awareness on both sides. You know, you start to understand. you just processed
1: through a whole lot more life, and let's be honest, some of it's just like physiological. Here in our late 30s and early 40s, our brains physically have developed Don't work. more. Oh. No, yeah. Well, in some ways, yeah. some things have expired. Um, but no, like just your your literal brain formation is different than it was in your twenties.
0: But you know, I look and back- there's
1: elements of that that factor into all of this. I, saw,
0: I look back over twelve years, and I think like I'd be curious to get your take on this. You can tell we haven't scripted this out. Um, nope. Like, if you look back and look at the times in our marriage over twelve years where we grew the most together. I think each and every one of those times was on the heels of or in the midst of some sort of turmoil. Not necessarily yeah. a fight. Sometimes it was a straight up fight. Sometimes just turmoil
1: in life. For in sure, in life.
0: And so when we were talking about, you know, homeschooling earlier, and mentioning that you know, when you when you get in these altercations wrong word altercation seems like there's fisticuffs these yeah. arguments these you know verbal encounters disagreements. disagreements that's the word when you get in these disagreements like that is an opportunity for a relationship to grow yeah it's also a great opportunity for it to shatter
1: right so it has a lot to do with the intent of the people in the conversation
0: yes and it's like you know James tells us in in his letter, you know, he's talking about counting it joy when you encounter
1: various trials, various
0: trials and tribulations, and I think, you know, he's talking about just a Christian living in life that, you know, stuff's gonna hit the fan, yeah, um, and to to find joy in it because that's what makes you stronger and draws you closer closer to Christ. But and it's what develops talked, you to become more like Christ. Right.
1: But as we talked about marriage is the marriage relationship is a shadow. It is part of the mystery of our relationship with Christ. Therefore it applies. You know, the trials in your marriage will bring you closer to one another, and that is designed to bring you closer to God. Like a, a, a purely a, a marriage that is working purely the way that God designed for marriage to work. Is a marriage that is drawing each person, as an individual and as the one flesh, into deeper relationship with God.
0: Yeah, so it's not like you don't go look for fights and start no, fights that's not on purpose. Very godly. They're going to come. No, like, you, don't you don't have, have to look to create for them. them. No, no, they're going to come. But when, it, gonna but when it's when be. that, when you feel, it's like it.
1: praying for difficulty. You don't need to do it. It's going to find you.
0: Yeah, I did that once though. Yeah, and I'm still living in it. Um, <laughs> the uh it was literally a God. You know what? Make me work for this. No, no, come back. I was like trying to grab the words out. It's like praying
1: st- for patience. The still, joke of always like don't pray for patience. Ever. I'm
0: still living in that prayer. Actually, yep. Um, but you don't have to. But when the when the trials come in your marriage, like to be able to as you're stepping into it, realize, hey, you know what? There's gonna be good that comes from this, and so yeah. to have your have your eyes open for it and to look yep. for ways either if you there's going to be growth to- in one or another or both of you.
1: If you want it to. If you aren't working together as a team well, and you're yeah, not living as a team then it, it's going to... My
0: encouragement to you is to want it. Want like, it. Yeah. <laughs> like don't just fight for your own to get your way and to win. Fight to grow yeah. to each other. Because there's some things that need to be talked through and hashed out.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: um,
1: and we've been through a lot more, like as a couple, than like weird places for hoodies to hang and pillows on the floor and glasses that someone keeps pulling out of the dishwasher.
0: Yeah, we've got a decent list of things. Like we've gone through miscarriage. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through infertility. W- infertility. We've gone through loss of jobs. We've gone through big moves, uh,
1: multiple moves. Big
0: moves. Um, uncertainty there we've gone through loneliness we've gone through um, just complete misunderstandings of each other yeah. we've gone through deaths in the family we've gone through family turmoil yeah. like like gone through a lot of stuff that, like to your point is more important than the hoodie hanging yeah Um. but in each each of those scenarios I think we've been able to grow through all of them
1: Absolutely, and that's that's because of an in, like an entering mindset that we just this, that we sustain. Like we always have this mindset that our only goal is to continue to grow in our marriage. There aren't any other alternatives that we're willing to accept as something acceptable.
0: It just hit me that um, like we just listed that list. There's a lot of stuff that we went through, and then I think our biggest fight was over. Face tattoos.
1: tattoos, yeah. Of all that, I don't know. I still think when we were buying our house, we wanted we were. Bigger, that was I think I've, that was sort of a bigger fight. It was the face a tattoo bigger, one is memorable because it, it began was on in face such an absurd way. <laughs> just a wild <laughs> about night. something that neither of us even. It was just one of those things. Neither of us was even arguing for or against face tattoos. It just it turned into something else so fast.
0: We learned a lot that night. We did. Um,
1: It was dumb, but it was good.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, when you go back and look at some of the things we have learned, it's like, you know, some of those were, you know, we were battling each other, things that we were upset with each other about. But, you know, some of the other turmoil is not necessarily anyone's doing anything wrong. It's just, you know, pain happens. Like, life happens, and...
1: In this world, you will have trouble.
0: And and, and we deal with that differently.
1: Yeah. You know? We're two and different it's not, people it's attempting not, to be one. It's as not right possible.
0: or wrong, but sometimes it is right or wrong.
1: Sometimes it is. Everything, because I think that's one of the biggest things that anybody can learn to be more successful in their marriage or in any relationship. Our society is so big on like validating one's feelings. Oh, yeah, that's how you feel, and that's valid. Sometimes your feelings are not valid. Sometimes it's truly the way you feel, and you're wrong. You can be wrong to feel a way. Right. You can be wrong. You can be mad about something or offended about something or whatever, and you can be wrong to feel that way. That's a possible... And I think the sooner you accept, like, reject pop culture um, on that and accept that just because you feel something or think something or hold an opinion if, that you popped up in your little pea brain doesn't make it true and right or even valid
0: but then also you might
1: be very you might be very wrong in how you're interpreting information and how you're feeling about it but then
0: also on the other side of it as a spouse
1: you have, to, you have to. accept you, the other person's feelings as valid, to, while assuming yours could be invalid.
0: But also, sometimes you can know that your spouse is wrong and what they're, how they're dealing with it, and you have to let them deal with it and get yeah. trusting that God's going to get them to yes, where they need to do. be. Yes,
1: you do. But um, my my can point. Be hard. My point is to the individual. Like you look at yourself and say, I have to get to a place where I recognize. That just because I feel a way doesn't make it valid. Your feelings are not always valid. Sometimes your feelings are wrong. You don't need to turn that to someone else and say sometimes their feelings are wrong. Yeah, theirs are too. But this is a self-reflective point. Me, sometimes my feelings are wrong. I am not always right to feel the way that I feel or think the way that I think. The sooner you can accept that about yourself, the sooner you can have much more productive conversations, fights, you know, whatever, because you're not so dug in on your own emotions. Dug in on your own emotions is one of the least helpful places Right. you can be when you're dealing with another person.
0: I don't know that we ever made this conscious decision to spend our anniversary episode talking about like all the things that we were like wrong and we learned
1: well i mean we kind of yeah no we just (laughs) just, went that way it just kind of (laughs) happened I guess.
0: listen here's the stuff that we've screwed up we
1: wanted it to be kind of an organic thing but i think it's kind of just a review over how far we've come and then like knowing that 12 years is by no means the pinnacle of our marriage and that's kind of cool
0: well i i feel like you know we had a lot of things going on. We've moved multiple times. So there was like plenty of things to occupy our minds with. Yeah,
1: to distract us. To distract pull us away. From, to
0: distract us, not necessarily from each other, but just to like, in general, to be able to like kind of digest how we are and where we are Yeah. in our marriage. And I just, I really feel like the last, you know, couple of years, we've really kind of rounded into form and to be able to look and be like, you know, we're like, we actually might be doing this. We're okay. We might be doing this and we're starting to learn things about each other whereas yeah. the first, I don't know, maybe it's just the way my 40-year-old brain works but it's like the first
1: Super aged.
0: eight years feel like a blur.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's how your non-detail-oriented brain works. Like you, You're it's a big picture well. guy in general like for everything. So when you look back over the past, you see the big picture on it not... The detailed events. Right. I see the detailed events more. But I think that... So how would we get
0: here? <laughs> Can you tell me? Because I don't know.
1: Uh, not at this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think just the point being that there's been a lot of things that have happened throughout our marriage. And um, a lot of moments, a lot of like big changes that could have very easily distracted us from moving forward together and one thing as I look over our marriage that I really do think like one thing that we've really knocked out of the park is that we've never not been doing it together like that's one thing that I feel like we really one of the best things that it's I mean it was so hard it was a tough thing but one of the best things that happened to us in our marriage that God did for us was move us away from From everything we'd known, our family, our friends, and everything we'd known as hard and like devastating in some ways as that was, it forced us to rely only on each other. And just like we, we got moved to Wisconsin and we didn't like we didn't really find people. And after a year of that, we got moved to Minnesota. And then was hit the reset button. Like and the littlest like connections that we had started to form in Wisconsin got ripped out from underneath us in another move. And then we were on our own again. But I think through that, as tough as it was, like God really gave us the opportunity to see that the two of us in him, we could do this.
0: And but- you- Even in our, like, darkest times, we were doing it together. Yeah. Even if, like, while we were doing it together, we were, like, pissed at each other. (laughs) Right. But we were, like, together. Yeah. And that was never in question. But
1: I don't really think that we had very many... I, I don't think we've had, like, extended periods where we weren't, like, doing well in our relationship together.
0: No, we were always working on it. I think there were seasons where maybe there was stuff the I mean, everything's going to be up and
1: down. Yeah, and that
0: hadn't necessarily been identified yet. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like to the point where if I was a marriage counselor, which I'm not, but if I was, <laughs> like I would almost encourage newlyweds.
1: To move.
0: Like go take a – like you talk about taking a gap year. <laughs> like people take gap years yes. now in between, before college or to like go – purposefully
1: go somewhere and go rely somewhere. on each other Maybe
0: not forever but bonus just for points a if you years, can do it
1: when you have kids because it's a years whole lot harder from the where you
0: both know and this way like you find each other then yeah because you don't have
1: so many other people to rely on instead like we didn't we couldn't call um grandparents to come take care of the kids or any of that stuff like we we had to communicate super well like, when are we going to get our dentist appointments in? When can we, you know, when are, when can you take them versus I take them versus like, how are we going to make these things work? Because every single thing that came up for two to three years, there was absolutely no one to help us. Right. Unless we could have a parent fly in. Right. Which we've so done. So we've, we've done that. Yeah. I had like, we've had surgeries. We've gotten to take one little trip together we've had two trips together just you and i since the um since we left for wisconsin since we left ohio one of them i had to drive the kids from minnesota all the way back to columbus ohio leave them there and then fly out to california to meet meet you yep and one of them we flew my dad so here for to babysit, for, the kids to babysit.
0: so we go to fargo north Dakota. to
1: go to fargo yeah. Oh, and one time we brought your parents to Wisconsin so we could go look for a house in Minnesota. <laughs> so these yeah. have been our, like, romantic getaways yeah. over the past few years. But, you know, new well, seasons you know what are we do? coming.
0: Every night... We put,
1: we put the kids to bed.
0: We put the kids to bed and then we're together.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing, like, Samuel's Every getting, night they we're in the same city. Which is most. I mean, really most right. nights overall. Right. But, I mean, and Samuel's getting older. You know, he's going to be 10 years old in a few months here. And... We talked about the fact like oh he's not gonna need to go to bed as early so we solved that problem by getting him like an alexa in his room and teaching him how to listen to audio books because we were like i don't care you have like that is our time we haven't had a babysitter like ever mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we have to find time to be intentional together so you have to be in bed to give us time for a few hours every night just to be and just to be the two of us where nobody's like making rude noises or
0: so happy anniversary yeah we'll do it again 12 years
1: 12 years from now another how bad has this been we've overcome a lot (laughs) yeah
0: how bad has this 12 years been um but we've enjoyed it It's been amazing. It's been wild. Like I think back to like.
1: It's amazing all we've been through. And we've
0: got this. We've got this verse spread all over our house. Ephesians three twenty and twenty one. That whole section is one of my favorite prayers for anyone. But at the end it says, you know, to him who's able to do far greater.
1: Than all that we ask. Than all
0: that we ask or think. in some versions it says like exceedingly.
1: Exceedingly abundantly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think according yeah. to the power that works. And that's what our marriage
0: yes. has been. Like that has been. It's been wild. Like what, I mean, the fact that we, Isaac Wood and Amanda Berry, got together. In
1: the first place.
0: It is testament to that verse. But it's just something that, you know, that, that we've lived out and that we believe and it'll be even more exceedingly abundantly better moving above. forward. Yeah.
1: But 12 years later, when I look at you, I still can't believe that God blessed me with you. And You're welcome. I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> I just can't imagine, can't imagine life with anyone else. And I'm glad that when God decides something's gonna happen, He gets His way.
0: When well, He whipped us into shape to do it. Yeah, too. yeah. We needed. We weren't anywhere near it.
1: And He keeps whipping us into shape on a daily basis. True debt. So. I think we can wrap it up there.
0: I think it's a good episode. It is. 12 right. years in one episode.
1: 12 years, one episode, episode seven. We were on Facebook, Instagram. And like us and listen and rate and Like, rate, subscribe, follow,
0: whatever you do on your podcast. Yeah, do we all of it. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.